7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Thank you, Greg, and uh, good evening, and thanks, everyone, for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Spot On on this uh, Thursday. It's the Thursday where there is a meeting uh, between uh, the Minister of Sport, I would also think the Minister of Communications, uh, the PSL, Multi-Choice, and other stakeholders as they are trying to end this impasse of um, the PSL matches not being broadcast on SABC TV. Uh, We did speak and SABC Radio, by the way. Uh, we did speak to the Sports Minister spokesperson, uh, Asanda Makaka, uh, two days ago, and she did confirm that uh, there will be an announcement made after this meeting. They believe that there will be a breakthrough after today's meeting. I have seen pictures of the meeting there. It looks like they are in uh, Cape Town, and um, we do believe that there could be something coming out there any minute from now. So if we do get something from uh, this meeting, then we will... Uh, definitely let you know so uh at the back is trying to figure out uh, where they are how far is the meeting because it was due to start at five and um so as soon as we get something we'll definitely go over to cape town to get the latest there today could be the day uh, that the crisis is finally over we certainly all hope so uh but we've been celebrating women's month also here on safm uh, celebrating leading women in a sport and tonight we'll be joined by another one in studio we will be in in a conversation with a wheelchair tennis player Khutatso uh, Munjane who will be on her way uh, to the US Open shortly uh, so she'll speak to us about uh, her year 2019 she'll also played at Wimbledon this year and also what the expectations are for uh, the US Open and it gives us a chance just to catch up with KG and find out more about her career you might remember that last year she received a support a sponsorship so we'll find out if that's uh, changed her life and if that's been a positive to her career so KG Munchane will be in studio with us uh, tonight and uh, also we are going to talk G-Sport Awards there's a big announcement that was made today uh, lots of excitement on social media for uh, these awards that are founded by Kes Naidu they honor women uh, leading women in sport every single year on and off the field and today was a really really a massive announcement and we thought we should highlight uh, what's happened today and Kes Naidu will tell us all about that and then we are going to go back to a story that we did yesterday last night a boxing story that caused a st- storm not only here on the show but even on social media long after our conversations with dida promotions uh, who disputed claims by rumble africa that they had agreed um that um Mandengu uh, will defend his title against uh, JJ Sonjita in East London. Tim Dita disputed that and they even hit out at Boxing South Africa saying that they were manipulating the situation. Boxing SA came on air. Also, they were not happy with the utterances made by uh, Tim Adida and uh, we do have an update for you on that one. So we're going to speak to uh, Tim Dida to find out what is the latest there. It's, it's a very interesting uh, story. They got a lot of people talking so if you want to weigh in on any of our conversation now you're all more than welcome our lines are always open on 0891 104 our sms line is 41391 and you can also send us voice notes on whatsapp on 061 for those on social media we are using uh, the hashtag safm spot on hashtag safm spot on 
So since we've been celebrating Women's Month, let's uh, start off then with that big story of the day. Always great to see corporates getting behind women in sport. And we joined on the line by seasoned broadcaster and G-Sport Awards founder, Akes Naidu. Kes, good evening. Thanks again for speaking to us on SAFM. Good to be on the show. Big announcement tonight, eh? I mean, this, this, this morning, everybody excited. I will let you tell us what happened tonight and what was the announcement. Oh, it was amazing with Momentum announcing that uh, they will partner G-Sport for the 2019 G-Sport Awards. Um, so the 2019 event will be known as the Momentum G-Sport Awards. We're so excited by this natural alignment that came together so well. And how big is this a moment for you, Kaz? I know that you've worked tirelessly to get these awards and to get recognition and support. It's a massive moment. Yeah, I think it's a massive moment because it's about a journey that has been traveled towards this this moment of, of meeting of minds with momentum. Um, we've been uh, trying uh, for years now just to uh, find relevance in different ways around recognition. And we've always come together with partners that have seen it the way we've seen it. Um, and when you look at 2015, when sport, uh, sport and Recreation decided to endorse the G-Sport Awards, that was one elevation that really took us to another level and uh, empowered us to become a red carpet event. This partnership makes us own our success as women in sport. Now, we often talk about the importance of re- recognizing women, but I think the Momentum G-Sport Awards this year is really going to take us out of our comfort zones. Because so often women apologize for their success. So the hashtag no apology for my success movement is gaining momentum, as they would say. And I think it's a great time for women's sport. And for a big brand like Momentum to truly believe in the journeys of women in sport, I think it's very special. And was it hard to get them on board or does the success of the awards help in attracting, uh, make, make things a bit easier? Jeez, it's hard to get a naming rights partner because... Um, so often, it's a big sell where you've got to get in there and you've really got to get people to see it your way. And the way it worked is I saw the launch of the No Apology for My Success campaign and I thought, wow, that looks great. And I clicked into the hashtag and I started reading these amazing stories of women owning their success. And I just got goosebumps and I thought, this has synergies with the G-Sport Awards and I'm going to stick my neck out there and ask if I can have a chat. And, and that's what it was. We've been looking for female champions uh, in the corporate space to come up and stand up for women's sport. I think you and I have even had this conversation a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nontokozo Madonsela, who's the chief marketing officer of uh, Momentum, she has really championed this movement, uh, hashtag no apology for my success. And I think with her support and Charlotte and Sabuga Mukasa, um, we are going to have two strong women in the corporate world getting women in sport to believe that they can actually have careers in sport. Because we can no longer talk about playing for the love of the game and just wanting to fly the flag because that doesn't put food on the table. Hmm. And and now going to the awards, how has the response been for entries for this year? Uh, because as I keep mentioning, this is uh, one of the highlight uh, calendar events of the year in sport. Yeah, it, it's got to that point now where we have 54 incredible finalists. And everyone is at the edge of their seat. It's almost like you're in a movie and you're waiting for that moment where the winner is going to be announced. Um, I feel for those who probably thought they didn't deserve to be nominated because this isn't about winning on the night only. This is about truly owning your success and your journey and believing in yourself. What I loved about Momentum and what really caught my attention is their tagline, 
here for the journey, Mm. here for your journey to success. And I think sometimes we think we need to meet at the perfect time for things to work out. And sometimes we just need to meet people where they are in their journey and be able to empower them. What I'm hoping that this partnership brings about for G-Sport is a sustainable approach towards recognizing women in sports and encouraging them to own their success so more women rise to the top. We can't have one or two presidents of federations in the country. We can't be happy with one woman on the board. We can't be happy that we just have one champion with a gold medal around her neck. I think now's the time for corporate South Africa to really stand up and say, well, we do believe in women's sport. It's also up to women's sport to show value. And we've created value in the past 13 years with um, partners who at times did the work free of charge to make sure that this event did not fall down in tough economic times. And you know Felicia and Tisa, she's the queen of events in South Africa. And for years, she just stood by G-Sport, even when it didn't look like it should be moving along. So I think it's important at times like this is not just to gloat that there's a partner that's come on board. It's to look back at all the people that have helped build G-Sport. And all I can say is thank you to everyone that's played a role. Well, we're actually going to have a conversation with us as Felicia and Tisa as soon as she recovers uh, from her flu. Uh, she's agreed to come and speak to us and she's got a oh, great she story to she did. You tell. know that is a huge coup because she doesn't say yes to everybody. Yes, so, yes. <laughs> you so that's, why, that's why I thought I should also put it out there so everybody knows now that she <laughs> owes us an interview. And, and looking at the awards next weekend, I mean, who are some of the leading ladies that will be honoured? Well, the Athlete of the Year, the Momentum Athlete of the Year category is incredible. It's Casta Semenya, Tembi Khatlana, and Harv Dostain, and that is an unbeatable trio. I'm trying to uh, find a winner there. It's going to be tough because all three have had an incredible 2019. For me, the Athlete of the Year categories are great because we start looking at the cream and the talent that are coming through. The Momentum Emerging Athlete of the Year, Rogel Joseph, Zanae van der Waal, and K.U. Remotely. But I think it's in the women media categories where we're going to see some of our, our colleagues really being recognized and honored. And it's good to see the likes of Romy Titus in there, Koli Zondo, Clonium Tumkulu. And for me, what the G-Sport Awards has taught me is there's more than one person that deserves to be recognized. And every time you recognize someone, you give them the kind of license to believe and own their success. So I hope you're coming because I have sent your invite. You oh, yes. No, I've responded. I'm definitely coming. Oh, you have? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see you. And I hope you have your best threads because, you know, there's going to be this long red carpet. And what I love about the Momentum Partnership this year is if there was ever a year, if there was ever a year to stand up for women in sport, this was the year. This is the year where women's sport has outshone men's sport. It's not a race. It's not a challenge i'm just saying with the limited resources they stood up so tall and what a year to go red for momentum i'm so excited so it's not pink so don't wear your pink (laughs) (laughs) finally from a preparation point of view is everything in order everything is in order and we're at a brand new venue so don't go to the old venue we're at a brand new venue called the deck at wanderers which is on caller drive just as you're going down with wanderers on your left just before you go to the wanderers cricket stadium yes so deck at wanderers and we're turning it into a wonderful celebration of women in sport and some special men who are turning up because they support women oh great stuff Cass. we'll see you next weekend and i'll end with this message from oysters who says well done Cass, for begging this one you've been at it for so long and i'm glad that there is a breakthrough here good one and good luck thank you so much all the best thank you Cass. all right she's gone
Oh, I just wanted to ask you something because we've just seen that Cricket South Africa have just tweeted now the backroom staff, uh, the support staff to the interim coach Ino Kungwe and CSA has announced Lance Klusner as the batting coach. Justin Ontong stays as the fielding coach and uh, Vincent Barnes will be the bowling coach. So that is Ino Kungwe's support staff ahead of the Proteas uh, Tour of India next month. After the break, we're going to go back to that boxing story uh, that caused a whole lot of commotion uh, last night. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. So then let's go back to that uh, boxing story that got a lot of people talking uh, last night after we spoke to team uh, Dida Promotions and we also spoke to uh, Rumble Africa Promotions about that uh, defense of Innocent Mantengo against JJ Sonji. Uh, there was confusion as uh, to whether the, the fight will be held and to whether the two parties had agreed. Rumble Africa Promotions came on air, said that they've agreed everything with Dida Promotions and they'll be hosting the fight in East London. But after that, Dida Promotions said, no, that's not the case we haven't agreed anything and uh the Boxing South Africa also weighed in and uh, we couldn't even get to some of the tweets here. Spogazi tweeted us last night saying Tabiso, I'm a less than average sports fan. I enjoy listening to your show. I must say none is more dramatic than boxing shows. It's drama every week and Gosinati Walls said that uh, what is currently happening in your radio tonight does not paint a good picture about our beloved sport. I sense a lack of professionalism and just individuals who are looking over their interests while in the middle of it. Uh, there is a uh, boxing. So those are uh, some of the tweets uh, that came through oh and uh, Murolong also said can our brothers please sit down and resolve things this is not good for the image of our boxing and uh, it seems like our brothers have sat down and they've resolved uh, things and we are joined by uh, Mr. Dida Depeko once again. Mr. Depeko good evening uh, thank you very much again for uh, finding the time to speak to us on SAFM Good evening sir and good evening to the listeners of, of uh, SAFM well, um, yesterday your comments that an agreement hasn't been reached on where the fight between Mantengu and JJ uh, caused a, a, a lot of confusion. But I think that the things have changed now. Uh, please tell us what is the latest now in that matter because yesterday you had told us that you had not agreed with Rumble Africa Promotions. Yeah, um, an agreement has been reached uh, amicably. Amicably so. Um, and uh, and Mantengu has signed the contract and we are fighting in the Eastern Cape, uh, in, in East London, actually, uh, and in, uh, I think, next month, the 28th. Yeah, and uh, we are happy about it. Uh, you know, last night, um, we we said things that were unnecessary. You know, in this journey of, uh, you know, when we, 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 you know, sometimes we're trying to protect our boxers and we, we we lose focus, we lose sight, and we say things that we we shouldn't have said. And uh, uh, you know, I, I would like to to apologize to the man who's taking boxing to 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 higher levels. You know, boxing suffered a, a low blow uh, in the in, in the past, and uh, you know, uh, Mr. Lejaka is trying so hard to 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 take boxing where it used to be. And, uh, you know, I, I, I praise him, and I would say a big up for that. Uh, and to, to Rumble Africa, uh, we, we agreed, and uh, an agreement is reached, and we are fighting, and Mantengo is, is very happy. 
And I would like to apologize further to them and uh, to to the broader boxing community and listeners, and especially um, the promoter of uh, of Rambel Africa. You know, uh, yesterday, I I I think I made him think that we have reached an agreement, uh, but I I had not spoken to Mandengu. But um, I'm sorry for making him think that uh, we had reached an agreement. But today, the agreement is reached and the contract is signed. Uh, we are going to win the title in East London. So what changed between last night and today? Because you were spitting fire last night and things you seem to have come down in just a couple of hours. Like I said, you know, you know, uh, sometimes we lose sight uh, wanting to protect our fighters, you know. Mandengu uh, couldn't sign the contract last night, and uh, you know I solemnly uh, wanted to protect him, and you know I I I lost sight, and I want to apologize for that. And today I spoke I I spoken to him, I showed him the advantages of taking the fight and the disadvantages of not taking it, and he's happy, he's sure of what he's doing now. We are happy as well. Mm. So, so Mantengo also changed his tune then, because yesterday you had said that um, he didn't wanna he didn't wanna go fight in East London, and that's why you said that nothing had you been know, agreed. You know, when you when you just next to the mirror, you can't see your image very well, but when you take a step back, uh, you can see yourself very well, and you can understand, uh, you know, who you are. And um, giving Mantengo some time to think about it made him change his mind. He realized. And, uh, you know, I was calm. I, 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 I spoke to him. Like I said, I showed him the advantages of taking the fight, and he's happy with that now. So did you have to convince him, or what made him reconsider then? Uh, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not convincing. When, you know, when, when, when you come up, when you have thought about some, something, when you've had time to think about something, you know, you, you think very well, like I said. You know, when you're just next to the mirror, you can't see your image, but step back a bit, you you see who you are. You see the whole you. And uh, are you confident now that you can work together with all the stakeholders going forward? You know, I would, I would, I would love that. I would love, I would, uh, love to, to, to work with the fellow promoters and boxing stakeholders. And it is um, in this spirit that have, uh, we've decided to render uh, an apology without reservation. Mm. And finally, mm. now, does it mean that the process of the PES bids has been halted? Uh, it, it has been altered. We, we wrote a letter and we apologize for, for the inconvenience to BSA. Okay, Mr. Dipeko, thank you uh, very much then uh, for coming back and uh, speaking to us and uh, and uh, and obviously getting out the apologies uh, that you wanted to get out. Somebody says here, to err is human, to forgive is a divine. Big up to Tycoon and his uh, camp. Uh, boxing must be the winner. So well done, Mr. Dida. Thank you, sir, and thank you for the opportunity. And thank you to, to the listeners. Thank you. And Nazim says those people must stop infighting in the boardrooms. Uh, they're killing boxing as we're suffering because we no longer have a great fights. By the way, there is a letter of apology. It says uh, from uh, Dida, Tim Dida, it says, Dear Mr. Lijaka, I'm writing this letter to profusely apologize for the way we handled the interview on SAFM on the 21st of August. Upon reflection, the allegations leveled against your organization were unnecessary and undermined the progress and image of the sport, especially by matters that should have been contained.
trained in the boardroom. The unwarranted attack on Boxing South Africa from us as a licensee does not reflect the behavior, conduct and values encouraged by Boxing SA licensees. We would like to further apologize to the broader boxing community listeners and especially fellow promoter rumble africa we value the partnership of all our fellow promoters and boxing stakeholders and it is in this spirit that we have decided to render our apology without any reservations we admit that sometimes in championing the interest of our boxers one can lose sight of the bigger picture we look forward to working together with all stakeholders for the sake of the advancement of boxing in the country thank you for your understanding in this matter and i hope the process of the Perspies will be halted, halted as we have found each other with Rumble Africa. And uh, okay, that is the official apology then uh, from a team Adida. I guess we can put this matter to rest or give them gloves to sort it out. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. And moving on right along then as we continue to celebrate Women's Month on SAFM. Tonight we have another special guest in studio with us to reflect on what she makes of her year so far. And uh, she's also on her way to the US Open uh, shortly. And uh, KG Munjana joins us in studio. KG, good evening. Thank you very much for finding the time to come to studio. We really appreciate it. Yeah, good evening to you and to the listeners. And thanks for having me. As we celebrate Women's Month, what does Women's Month mean to you? <laughs> You know, it it means strength, you know. It, I, I'm always about the strength women, you know, display out there through struggles and difficulties and equalities and all that. Mm. But women still conquer, so strength. Do you think enough is being done to support women, especially women in sport like you? Mm. No, enough is not being done. <laughs> enough is not be being enough. done. It's, it, it will never be enough. It, it will never be enough considering that women still works hard in their field of sport most importantly but uh, yeah I guess it's work in progress you know as women we are more positive we we hope things will will change you know in the near future. Well you're going to be honored by Stellenbosch Um, we saw uh, an article yesterday that they're going to unveil a new art installation honoring phenomenal SA women they've chosen 11 and you are one of them how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I think that's when it clicks that the, the the Wimbledon moment last year. It's pretty much more of uh, importance, you know. It's uh, it's it's history, you know, that I never thought uh, I would achieve. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I think the the upcoming generations needs to know about stuff like that. Looking mm. at where we're coming from as a, as a country, so I think it's a it's a it's a great it's a great opportunity for me, and obviously a good story too. To tell great story we're gonna find out more from them uh, about this story but what's even crazier is that uh, katlako the producer was telling me that today marks a year since you announced a number of sponsors last year i actually remember that they did that show with was it with thomas uh, with Lebu. With Lebu, yes. yes. With Lebu and, and, the Casale, and Amy Casaletti, yes. I remember them coming on board. Um, how has it been since then? Have things changed for you for the better? Yeah, yeah, more, most definitely. Most definitely. Since I've been with Optimize, you know, it's it's been uh, sort of, you know, a relief from my side because I was able to actually focus more on the on the tennis because what they brought on the table, it was unbelievable. I never thought that it was actually possible for just a wheelchair tennis player to 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 get sponsors you know but what optimize did it was yeah it was great and you know i've been able to play my actual tournaments this year and i've been able to qualify for 
big tournaments, which really shows that uh, yeah, yeah, we 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 heading into the right direction. So what does the sponsorship assist you with? Is it with uh, traveling, with preparations for the tournament? Yeah, yeah, because uh, in all those ones, we have High Performance Center, you know, part of Dark Sport. That's why I do my training, uh, getting access to the courts. I don't have to pay anything for that. Mm-hmm. Gym, medicals, and all that. So that that's 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 been covered by HPC or Dark Sport. And uh, obviously having... Vision V also on board, which assists more with, you know, uh, uh, the coachings, traveling, you know, mm-hmm. allowances, which we, we can still s- stretch it more so that I can travel also. Having Nike South Africa on board, you know, most important thing, having a gear to play and not to worry more about buying clothes and whatnot. Having Tanlop as a record sponsor. So I feel like uh, <laughs> most of the basics, you know, so far are covered you know because for me the most important thing is, is to be able to have equipment and yeah apparel so that i can i can i can i can be on, on the field of sport and obviously to to be able to travel yeah suscock also you know having mm. to give me some of the funding so that i i, I keep traveling so it, it's been yeah and uh, obviously <laughs> having a sponsored car also to be able to yes i've seen that <laughs> yeah I've yeah Audi Center Polokwani, you know coming from you know with your name on it but look, I know where I come from. You know, it's, it's it's been it's been it's been great, and obviously with what Optimus has done, I managed to survive. Yeah, through this year, and like you said, heading into the U.S. Open, I couldn't have done it if it wasn't for all the sponsors coming through for me, so that I can, you know, yeah, keep up with the schedule. Talking about this year, how do you look back at the year, and what's been your highlights? Starting, let's probably start at the Australian Open because that's early in the year. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously going into Australia Open, a bit of a challenge, you know, change of coaches, mm-hmm. you know, there and there. So, yeah, it, but but we're looking at uh, the results, you know, played a tough opponent. But when we look at the numbers or the stats, looking good. So there was a lot to pick up from there and a lot to improve on. So, yeah, going into French Open, not not, not good results at all because mm-hmm. preparations were not good. I, I mean, it's difficult to do preparations for clay for me since uh, there's no clay cause around. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and so it, it was a bit of a challenge for me. And <laughs> obviously going into Wimbledon again, uh, playing... You know, yeah, former world number one or two, I can't remember. And being able to beat to beat her after she beat me like twenty three times. So yeah, preparations <laughs> preparations for, 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 for Wimbledon were really great. You know, we, we, we could use some of the, you know, grass part at uh, at Ducks using the hockey grass field mm-hmm. and also moving to Iron Country Club, also getting a much finer grass to prepare on. So preparations have been great. So I would say overall, tennis-wise, there's a lot of improvements. Numbers or stats are changing. So we, we're heading into the right direction. The new coach, we're settling in really well. So yeah, we're just now looking into the US Open, hoping that we can you know, improve from what we did last year. You mentioned that uh, there's a lack of clay courts here in in South Africa. Uh, For those not familiar, I mean, what's the difference with playing on grass and then going on to play on clay? Does the ball bounce higher? Is it slower? Is it faster? 
Yeah, on 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 clay the ball bounces really high, but it's slow at the same time. And with the chair having to you know push around, you slide quite a lot, mm-hmm. so you lose some sort of a grip quite ah. a lot because the chair slides quite a lot. And going to grass, it's it's really hard to push the ball. The ball can travel fast, but the movement is actually slow because it's it's really really hard to push on grass. So that, that that's actually the difference that you can utilize. You know. Hitting a ball a lot harder on grass, and you don't have to rally a lot. Of which on clay you can rally a lot, but the movement is just too bad. <laughs> ah, I see. And the balance on the chair. Yes. Uh, you didn't mention the Swiss Open, and Lens have missed that. How do you look back at the Swiss <laughs> Open? Is that where you won the doubles? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Swiss Open, you know, and great result from the singles playing. You mm-hmm. know, the, the former world number two that I've battled to actually even take three sets and having to take a three sets, a lot of improvement. Is that Kamichi of Japan? Yeah, Kamichi yeah. of Japan. So if you remember, I lost so bad against the US Open. So a lot of improvement. Scooping doubles title with Dana Matheson. We were just trying to work on uh, on, on, on our partnership because, I mean, having to be the only one who rang at the top from South Africa, she has the same issue f- coming from the USA. So it's difficult to actually get a partner. So we, we're working on something, but it, it was great to be able to scoop a title. So, yeah, I, I just think... Swiss Open is one of the lucky champ tournaments. Lucas Sitola also won that. Um, do you think he, he still gets the recognition that he deserves? Uh, I, would, I would say Lucas has been battling quite a lot. Mm. You know, he was he was a bit ill, you know, last year. So, like, performance-wise, he wasn't actually a bit, but now he's starting to do well. And obviously, as a Grand Slam champion, I would I would like to think things could be better for him. He needs to, yeah, people need to pay a lot of attention to him because he's very talented. And yeah, I, I just don't think a lot has been done despite his battles, but things could get better because he's a very great player. And I read one of your recent interviews that you did and you were pleading for authorities to give more support to uh, a disability sport. Do you feel that uh, you're not being prioritized because you said that supporting uh, people in sport with disabilities is seen as a charity case? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, most definitely. I, I just feel like <laughs> we, we're not being credited for the hard work that we put out there. You know, uh, I mean, we, we all know that in the country what disability is being used for. You know, people are using it to get percentages for whatever BBE scores and all that. So mm. I just feel like we're not being supported genuinely. People just sort of like see us as yeah, as, as charity cases of which we, we are just more than that. A sport like tennis, it's it's two times difficult like the actual tennis as you're watching it. Mm. And I feel like people need to really, really consider the hard work that we put in than just the disability itself. Are you saying it's it's twice more difficult because you're on a chair? Because even the movements, we don't have the lateral movements. We we can't just go back and forth. We can't just go sideways. We have mm-hmm. to do it in cycles now and then. And you need to know where you put in the ball, where are you where you gonna move next and stuff like that. So that the the mobility part of the sport it really really makes it even difficult. And at the same time, you still need to get your your strokes accurate. You know, so it's 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 quite challenging because we we really don't have those lateral movements where you can just adjust quickly.
Okay, for those who've just joined us, we're catching up with KJ Munjane, South Africa's wheelchair tennis player. She's on her way to the US Open shortly. Uh, if you want to weigh in on our conversation, you can call us on 0891-104-207, 0891-104-207. Our SMS line is 41391, and we take voice notes on WhatsApp on 061-4104-107. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back after this. Call Tabiso now, 0891-104-207. And we do have calls. Let's go to the lines here. We've got Arastas that's called us from Witbank. Emma Lasheni. Good evening, Arastas. Hello, good evening. How are you? We're fine. Thanks, and you? Good. Hello to the lady there. Hello. Uh, look, I don't know much about tennis, but good luck. And we're very uh, proud of you. You're representing us well. May the God we serve at and all the best. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, short and sweet there. Nice one. Uh, Erastas uh, saying he doesn't know much about tennis, but he's clearly uh, had the story and is wishing KG all the best of luck. There was a, there's been a lot of fanfare, especially when you go to Wimbledon. I know Cheryl Roberts always tweets saying that you are the only African woman participating at, at Wimbledon. Um, does that put pressure on you? How do you look at that? Or is it is it a label that you're happy to carry? Uh, no pressure at all. It actually makes me admire, you know, the, the, the history of our country, where we're coming from. Actually, Cheryl is one of the people who actually educate me quite a lot when I, when I, when mm-hmm. I read her, most of her tweets, because it's, it's more historical, given the background of the sports back then. So for, for me, it actually serves as a motivation to, to keep inspiring and instilling hope in the other fellow South Africans. Because honestly, Tabiso, I started playing tennis at the age of 19. Mm. And when I do my own research, mostly 19 is when people are picking up, breaking into the rankings. Mm. And that's when I just started. So for me, there's no pressure at all. But rather, I give myself a room to improve and grow as a player. So, yeah, when Cheryl cheats things like that, obviously, I just see myself instilling hope in the others. And I think it's important to highlight things like that. I was at Wimbledon 2017 and, you know, they've got junior Wimbledon, they've got senior Wimbledon all happening there at, 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 at Wimbledon. And there were no South Africans at all. And I couldn't believe that even the youngsters, our youngsters were not there. So it's really good to see that we've got an Im- an imprint there at Wimbledon now. Uh, we've got a footprint there at Wimbledon. And Zweli Chase is good interview. She's a phenomenal um, athlete on sponsorship. Does KG have a commercial manager uh, that looks after the funding and uh, keep how do her fellow oh, and how do her other fellow athletes source out sponsorships? Did you get that? Yeah, obviously I'm I'm under Optimize Agency, so they sort of look after me and everything on that. And on the other guys, yeah, I still 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 a battle, you know, still a struggle. Honestly, there there has I I don't know, but from what I know, there's nothing so far. Which yeah, it really it really really breaks my heart because if you if you really look what has been happening this year, it's just been me and Lucas who were able to actually mm. play on tour. A lot of guys haven't been able to travel. They've dropped so much in the rankings, which is really, really yeah, heartbreaking. S- someone says, how do you look back at the experience of Wimbledon? Because last year you were there on your own and uh, how have you grown from that experience? Uh, you know, funny enough, being at Wimbledon by myself, I, I didn't see it as a big deal for me because I understood my struggles, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, this year, being able to have someone there and be able to, you know, 
defend or win a match again. It, it really means a lot to me, you know. Obviously, like I said, I'm growing so much into the sport and things are getting better. And yeah, for me, again, it's just all about instilling hope into the youngsters that they, they shouldn't lose hope because it might seem difficult, but if you believe things could get better. You mentioned that you lost in the semifinals against the top seed, uh, Didier de Grot. Um how, how far are we from the top players in, in the world as, as South Africans and what will we need to get to that level also? Uh, honestly, honestly, we, 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 we don't have the, all the luxuries that they have. Mm-hmm. They train, they, they've got national centers where they get coaching from all sorts of people. And uh, obviously, traveling-wise, they are able to travel with their teams, which for us, it's that's money. I cannot take my trainer, I cannot take my psychologist to come with, you know. So it's, it's, a, it's a matter of making the best of what you have for us. And yeah, like I said, most of them started at a young age, coming from the rural areas where people still today, they don't know what tennis is. I mean, there's mm. no even tennis facility. So it's, it's, it's just those kind of things that we, we are not privileged to be having in, in the country. And yeah, having to play against people who have started there and they've got all this support, they travel with all that they need. You know, it's, it's important to have your team out there. So yeah, we, we are, we are a bit behind because of because of that but uh like i said as a as a as, as an individual you gotta make the best of what you have and forget about yeah what others have and by traveling alone somebody wants to know what do you mean by traveling alone it means you didn't have a coach or any support staff yeah o- obviously my coach can't do all the tournaments because we, we we need to we need to save we need yeah. to save money we need to save money so that he can be able to be at big tournaments because those are very, very important tournaments. So traveling by myself, I would go to other tournaments that are not Grand Slams by myself. He mm-hmm. can come for a week and leave and I could stay and play other tournaments. So that's that. But uh, obviously traveling with a team, I mean, everyone that I work with here at home, my trainer, the one who makes sure that I warm up properly and stuff like that, they are needed out there because match preparation is it's really important. But obviously for quite a number of years I've learned to do that by myself you know because I know my situation like I said so when traveling alone I, I I just mean not being able to travel with the entire team simply because of you know funds and uh, you also mentioned that you changed coaches at the beginning of the year why did you go that route uh <laughs> I changed coaches simply because I mean I had uh, I had I had uh, really good coach a very great coach obviously but with the work that he was doing because he was working at the school he couldn't be available to do other tournaments so i just i just needed someone's gonna be more flexible and when i need him or her to be there he could he or her could, could be there so that, that that's why i made that change those changes it wasn't a matter of it wasn't good enough or anything but i just wanted someone who's gonna be flexible and for someone, uh, KG, who doesn't have an idea of what it takes to prepare for a major tournament, I mean, take us through what do you go through from a preparation point of view and the finances as well? Uh, obviously, like the actual physical work, gym work and stuff, obviously the mental stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I do more of mental stuff prior to, to big tournaments to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm able to calm down when I'm out there and stuff like that. So... Yeah, booking flights, you know, it's part of it. Make sure that data are up to date. And obviously, 
what else uh yeah eating making, right eating right yes yeah. you know because yeah you you need to you need to it's important for your for your for for, for your weight you you need not to lose too much you need mm-hmm. not to uh gain too much so you need to be able to maintain that weight that works to to your strength and stuff like that and obviously yeah also working on specifics you know do you do I'm going to Wimbledon. What what sort of gym program am I going to have? I need mm. to do more for resistant work. So it it entails a lot of it entails a lot of stuff. To be honest, yeah. I I I if I start naming them, we're not gonna be done. <laughs> okay, let's take a quick break. We're gonna continue after that. If you wanna speak to KG, you can call us 0891-104-207 or SMS four one three nine one or send a voice note on WhatsApp on 0614104107. Hashtag SAFM spot on. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Okay, it looks like uh, oh, do we have a voice note here from uh, Nazim that's come through on WhatsApp on 061 uh, 4104107. Okay, we're going to play it when it's ready. Uh, KG, I- I've, I've seen on social media and I've always had people saying, but you play in a wheelchair, but then in the next morning, moment they see you walking. For those that probably don't understand your condition, can you educate us about that and how it's affected you? Uh, I was born with a condition called immunity band syndrome which it has hindered the development of limbs so like my fingers were not fully developed mm-hmm. so even my legs because what happened on my left leg it wasn't the, the food wasn't well developed at all to a point whereby doctors decided to amputate it when I was young and for the reasons that they don't want me to have like problems like back hip problems when I when I grow up because I was limping quite a lot mm before the prosthetic leg so that that's what happened so because obviously because of that being able to use a prosthetic leg i'm allowed to compete in a wheelchair sport that's mm-hmm. how i end up playing wheelchair tennis but yeah most of the time i i i prefer to to be on my prosthetic leg than use a wheelchair simply because we know accessibility is quite a huge problem mm, in just normal life yeah 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 mm. just and you know you you were asking what other players are doing out there most players are on wheelchairs you know because it's easy for them to get access to wheelchairs uh. and the, and accessibility in their countries it's it's good because they they believe if you are able to push on a wheelchair every day you are you are able to acquire skill to push quite a lot when coming to 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 wheelchair tennis so yeah i mean i i walk like yeah i, I prefer to walk to mm. be honest because it's easier for me and i'm able to get around quite easy so yeah that's, okay. that's the thing let's go to the voice note here we've got one let's come through good evening uh this is eric i'm enjoying the program i deeply respect that man for coming on radio and uh, apologizing that is so profound at the end of the day boxing is the winner thank you oh okay sorry that one was earlier on about uh the boxing we're gonna find that one that was uh, talking to kg but thanks for that thank you for that um now then when did you get or how were you introduced to tennis then did you have to take up did you take up tennis to keep yourself active uh not specifically tennis uh at the school where i went to they introduced me to athletics Mm -hmm. wheelchair basketball table tennis so i was a very active learner so when tennis was i think it was introduced in the country 
because they were targeting like school for people with disabilities. When mm. it came to the school, I was in metric, and when they came to me, I, I mean, I had people were playing tennis, but I just never saw where and how. They and you hadn't played it. before. Yeah, I haven't played before. <laughs> I haven't seen it before. I was never interested, even when it was being, you know, mentioned at school. I just never even went to see. You know, but uh, when they came to me, I was with the argument with the teacher that, but say, I'm, I'm t- it's not me. I, I had, I can look for you. And he yeah. was deliberately saying, KG, you're the one who's going to go represent the school. And, you know, well, well, when I went to try tennis out, people were really good. And obviously, I, I was a very competitive person. And I was like, okay, I can do this and start <laughs> figuring it out. I, I used to play with both hands, you know, yeah. but. Uh, I was amazed after that three-day camp that they said, I'm one of the people who really showed potential. Um, they're going to take me to Holland to represent the country. Then I was like, oh, oops. Okay. Wow. But anyway, I don't like this. Next year I'm going to <laughs> university, so I will get rid of it. Unfortunately, when I got to university, it was the only sport that was active for people with disabilities. But because I, I love playing sport, mm. I just joined the group and that's how it all went about. There was never proper introduction or coaching or anything. We just had to figure it out how, how, how it's played. So now do you need a specialized chair to play? Most definitely, and with the technology changing, people are getting faster and faster and faster. So, yeah, I'm at the point whereby I, yeah, we, we were looking into that, getting mm. sourcing funding to see if we, we, we can get one of the chairs that are the latest chairs that people will play in. So, what will be the difference? It will help you move around faster, it will be lighter, oh. and obviously, with the type of tubes that are being used now. Mm. Like the air pressure that is being used on those tubes, it's quite, yeah, it's quite intriguing that it helps you, yeah, move a bit quicker and obviously turn a lot quicker because that's what's important to be able to turn quicker because people now are playing. I mean, we are allowed to play two bounces, but now people are taking the ball on the first bounce. They, they're uh-huh. stealing time away, so they're making it interesting. So, yeah. Sure. So, so with the chair that you have, I mean, with all these major tournaments that you play in, uh, do you use one chair basically throughout the year? Yeah, yeah, I use one chair throughout the year, and with the hope that when I travel, it doesn't break. <laughs> oh, well, let's hope you do get assistance there, and you can get um a- a- another chair. What advice would you give to aspiring tennis players? Uh, to the aspiring tennis players is that it's not going to be easy. Believe in your own craft. Keep working hard. And at the end of the day, it will pay off. And be patient with yourself, mm. you know. And and to those uh, with a disability that are listening to us, that want to get active, that want to be in sport, what message do you have for them? Uh, to people with disabilities, let's let's not use our disability as an excuse to not do anything. Let's go out, grab opportunities. Let's give ourselves a chance to prove that we ha- we have abilities be beyond the disability. Okay, we found that voice note. Let's go to it. Good evening, Tabiso. I don't think women have enough support in South Africa. But what I like, their spirit and never say die attitudes. I'm sure you are going to get there. Nazim Khrutin. Okay, thanks for that, Nazim. I've been mentioning that you're off to the US Open now, Flushing Meadows. When do you leave and what are the expectations? I live on the 1st of September. We start on the 5th of September. So I thought it's important to go earlier and acclimatize and, you know, be ready for that. Yeah, obviously, you know, I mean, my, my, my biggest goal this year is to be able to, you know, at least 
reached number four in the in the world ranking. So mm-hmm. going to the U.S. Open, I want to see if I can push harder past the semis that I reached yeah, last year. So that's 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 my goal at the moment. Using to losing to a familiar name again, the <laughs> Japanese. No, Did she beat you at the U.S. Open. She beat me on the U.S. Open, but obviously I'm looking at you know at least moving a feather around and get to the finals basically. Mm. And uh, obviously with her dropping the ranking, you know it it makes the draw quite interesting at the moment. So so with you targeting a top four, where are you now in the rankings and what's it gonna take? Uh, I'm on six and it's like three or four hundred points between four and six. <laughs> so it's re- it's really much uh, possible. I just need to get that good round and I should get there. Well, we wish you all the best of luck. We're going to follow your uh, progress and we're also going to follow it on uh, social media. She is on social media if you want to follow her. But thank you very much, KG, for coming to studio and for sharing your story uh, with us. Lots of positive messages are coming through here and uh, we wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. That is KG Munjane, uh, South Africa's leading wheelchair tennis player, joining us on SAFM. Off to New York to the US Open. And our time is up. It is exactly 8 o'clock. It's not every day that we say that.